This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, it's not that often that we have people back onto the podcast, but these two are complete, utter legends. So we thought, do you know what? So many questions came in for them last time. So we thought we'd do another special Friday Q&A with them. Um, UK school educators, well-being and behavior specialists. Um, they have bespoke courses for parents and they are, yeah, like I said, a couple of legends. Please welcome back Sophia and Jem from Toddlers, Teens and Between. Yay! Thank you. What an introduction. Zoe, I feel so honest couple of legends <laughs> oh, I know. thank you thank you <laughs> how are you both very well thank you how are you very good you guys went out last night we did we went out separately but had fun times yeah. and then both messaged each other late being like i'm tired <laughs> oh my god isn't it even if it's just a midnight finish to then have to get up and do the school run and then 100%. get your brain in gate yeah but you know what we've got to we've got to keep doing it otherwise it's just work and parenting and that's no fun exactly exactly i am a woman beyond just being a mum thank exactly. you exactly <laughs> exactly uh, listen ladies again we had loads of questions that came in um over the past few days so i want to get straight into the q a so we can maximize the time i'm going to kick off uh, with this one tips for almost three-year-old handling arrival of baby number two next month oh well firstly congratulations um there are quite a few little tips and tricks you can do when you are expecting um a key one would be to get a doll so that your eldest has a bit of help prepping the doll and can also, you can use that doll as to how gentle to be, how hard to be. Like practice um, that gentle hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, something else that's a good tip is to, when the baby arrives, get into the habit of not blaming the baby as to why you can't give your eldest the attention. So just say, mummy can't be there right now. Don't say, because I need to go and change the nappy. Um, so just drop that kind of ending. That's interesting. Is that because we don't want... Um, eldest to think that we're blaming the other the other sibling is it so that they might have some resentment towards the baby exactly mm. you don't want them to feel like second place whereas if they don't know why they're waiting they just have to wait mm. and then it works both ways so conversely you can say to the baby although it means nothing the elders can hear it like oh baby you have to wait because I have to go and deal with 
my eldest. And you can play it that way because it doesn't mean anything, but it's what your eldest is hearing and mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. Also, there's something about being the helper. So just obviously yes. you want to involve the older one and you want to get them part of the little trio now. But if they are always only being the helper, can you grab the nappies? Do you want to grab the wipes? Come here and help me pop the whatever back up it feels like that is their single role in their relationship with their little one and ultimately they begin to feel like well sorry I'm not a second parent and well, they can't articulate at that three but they'll feel it yeah so they'll yeah. either feel that or they'll just actually assimilate to the role quite naturally mm. and then that just becomes essentially their role for life of just a helper um yeah. which you kind, kind of, of people pleaser yeah you want to balance which is a tricky one um we actually yeah. have got something called the younger years course um on our website which is aimed from parents of naught to six-year-olds okay. and within it it's got some quite helpful things for siblings and new siblings yeah but yeah. I think that thing about the helper is massive because often the eldest child takes on a responsible responsible role. position and, and at three that's not really yet the age to be able to do that yeah so Isla was three when Luna came along and she mm. absolutely loved being the helper even mm. if it was just little things like you know can you go and get me the wipes and she would she would like bustle off and come back just oh, proud as punch geez. or would you like to you know maybe I don't know what it was like maybe wipe her hand with it or so just so she sure. could be involved in the process yeah. I found that was really lovely and it also brought a bond it was just a bonding experience for the three of us to be going through it together. And you know what, Zoe, if you do it the other way around, so obviously like imagine if you're bathing the baby and then you're like, baby, can you pass the towel or the flannel over to old one, elder one? It feels reciprocal rather than yes. one way only. Yeah, that's a good tip. I love that. I've had um, my son try and help me with my daughter and then I'll be like, oh, can you pass me this? And he just goes, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like just accepting that they can say no to that as well. No, yeah, it's that's a fine. Sentence that's answer. Really helpful. Yeah, yeah. sure. I don't want, want to do that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, we'll, we'll move on. Noticing anxiety tendencies in my nearly six-year-old. Oh. Tips to keep on top, please. I suffer from it myself. I think it's important to be aware of kind of how you suffer as well. So I think that's in itself, like the fact that you're reflecting on that is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important to kind of notice and be aware of the triggers that might be surrounding it. Um, So if you know something causes your six-year-old to have these anxieties, can you talk around that situation? Can you maybe um, implement some more um, practical things in the build-up to that thing that's happening. It could be, for example, like an anxiety about dogs. It could be separation from a parent. It could be the mm. drop off at school. Yeah. So it could be like centered on a thing that occurs daily or rarely, but the fear sits inside them. Yeah, so, so I think talking about that is also helpful for the child to then identify, oh, this triggers me or this is a thing that I am affected feeling. by. Yeah. Um, so things to kind of overcome it would be doing some breathing techniques and grounding techniques. You talk about the five, four, three, two, one. I love it. I think it's so great any age. In a scary, stressful moment, your brain will go everywhere. And at some point, you need to return to the present. And so a really simple way of doing that is labeling the feeling. So, okay, in this moment, I am stressed, I'm worried, I'm anxious, and I'm going to ground myself or well, let's do grounding together. So five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things if you reached out and touched, you could 
uh, touch. Two things you could smell, one thing maybe you could taste from the meal before. And it brings it back into the body rather than uh, the fear of the mind. Mm, That's really great. I love that. Oh, thanks, Zoe. Yeah, Yeah. something else that helps with anxiety is journaling. So like writing out the feelings and then also exercise, going for walk, being with nature, um, all of those things you can kind of instill from a really young age. There's also really lovely books. There's Ruby's Worry and there's a lovely concept. If you talk about your worry, it uh, shrinks. So talking is key, but also self-soothing. So if you can do, if you're learning breathing techniques at non-stressful points, if you're practicing grounding techniques at non-stressful points and the stress points, and finally, like a really simple one is um, rubbing the tummy and Mm, saying like, I'm going to be okay. And having some sort of positive mantra, I can cope with this difficult moment. I'll be okay because you're not always there to give them what they need. So they need to learn those tools themselves too. Yeah, uh, all of that is such great advice. I also find because my middle daughter Luna, she she's such an empath and she she has really big feelings and sometimes if there's a stressful situation going on in the house, i.e. the mornings, like how mm. the hell do you get out of the house <laughs> with three children and to the school like I I'm still wow. baffled by it and I've been trying to do it for nearly, you know, whatever it is, 10 years. And so if I start shouting like come on guys, like we need to get have you brushed it, you know, she starts like jumping around and I can mm. see see that she gets really triggered by that like level of stress so I've had to really just break it down for her like you know job number one is go brush your teeth then we'll come back and we'll deal about job number two so I think that it like you said you know really figuring out what the stressful points are for your child and in those moments yeah in those moments making it as calm as possible for them yeah for sure and I think also just Again, the awareness of yourself kind of saying, look, this is going to be stressful. Mummy might shout at this point. That doesn't mean that whatever her anxiety might interpret that to mean. So it doesn't mean that things are really bad or that we're definitely late. It just means that we need to, like when mummy gets to the stage, I need all of your help because we need to get there faster. Um, And just bringing that back into the room as well, because... Yeah, I think how you get three children out of the house, I feel like every parent should have a round of applause oh lined gosh. up for them when they arrive at the school gate. Oh also, the last thing I was going to say about this is anything to do with anxiety as a parent or a child, a lot of it is chunking small capable uh, small things that you're capable of achieving so the first thing could be let's get our trainers on next thing could be okay we've got coat uh so rather than oh my god the school drop off i'm terrified for that young person they might need first step is this cool we've done that second step is this great we've done that so it feels like building blocks that achieved yeah yes lots of praise along the way brilliant okay um this is from lauren low self-esteem in nine-year-old he's not buying into positive affirmations any tips great question um i think a language um around kind of how he's feeling and um, what he's going through. I think it's important if he's not buying into the positive affirmations, it is important to keep the lines of communication open um, and seeing kind of what does he feel good in himself? When does that feel good? What's he doing when that feels good? So getting him to kind of self-reflect internally so he can actually come out and say, well, actually, I felt quite good doing that. And you can point at yeah. 
like more self internal reflection on and, it. Yeah, and also they they can compare. The, I mean, comparisons in themselves aren't always brilliant. But what you could do is have aspirational figures that he looks up to and think, you know, what do you like about them? So, for example, he might love a footballer, and you could say like, oh my gosh, isn't Saka amazing from Arsenal? Guys, <laughs> well done. I know that. Well done. <laughs> I am such a G. Anyway, um, like, isn't he amazing that he's fallen twice? He's received the yellow card but he's still being resilient and continuing on in this game um, where I feel like that would be really hard and lots of people would give up and so you could you could notice aspirational figures in his world and and together discuss what you see what he sees about them. exactly yeah. what he sees that are positives and the other thing I really want to just focus in on is um, to do with self-esteem a lot of the consequences of having a low self-esteem is a fixed mindset, Mm. which is basically, I feel rubbish and therefore I'm not capable and I will not try anything new. I won't do it. Yeah, there's no alternative. Exactly. However, if you use a few simple sentences with repetition around your house, around what you're doing, uh, what he's doing, this can really help. We love the word yet when you talk about things that uh he's trying for example it might he might be doing his homework and he's struggling with um I don't know uh, writing a new spelling and he's he can't get it there and the word yet matters it's okay don't worry it's I can't do it yet but I will keep trying yeah so that sentence I can't do it yet but I will try the yet and the try are huge because what you're doing is you're putting the emphasis of praise on the effort, not Mm. the outcome. Mm. And so his praise from you is, oh my gosh, I'm so impressed with your trying, with your, um, you know, whatever it might be that he's Teamwork doing or, yeah. yeah your resilience your persistence your perseverance your empathy so it's the doing is where the affirmation comes in yeah and he'll start to get that sense of like oh okay they appreciate my character yeah I guess like I'm not very good at it either actually if I can't get something straight away I'm a bit like oh mm. this is so frustrating but obviously you notice it so much more in your children in little ones because they don't know how to articulate that feeling so yeah, they yeah. my son especially gets really angry and really frustrated if he doesn't pick up something straight away so that's mm. really interesting that you say the word yet is important because I mm. often say you know oh it's okay like you've just got to keep going with it and he's like no I want to do it now so yeah. maybe just tagging on that you know it's okay you're not there yet but we just keep going and you will eventually maybe that that yeah honestly such a simple word change do you know what Uh, let's move on to this one because this is brilliant what impact do you see social media having on children and teens any advice on it oh my god I would (laughs) say that this 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 is the big question for me because I see every single day the impact social media is having and I work with 11 to 18 year olds bear in mind at that stage most secondary school parents are providing their child with a phone and more than just a phone it's a smartphone so they're going from zero to 100 essentially let me tell you some things first Mm -hmm. of all uh, I recently learned about even in my own school that there are bait accounts b-a-i-t and essentially a bait account is let me online bully 
a child and take the piss out of them. You're never going to find me because I have a TikTok account with just numbers and letters and I can get away with it. They, there are, um, teen dating apps, which in itself is not horrific because it's a little bit better than posting a picture of the best version filtered of you on your birthday on Snapchat and getting a quick ad and suddenly having a boyfriend or girlfriend from that. But there, yeah, there's like essentially Tinder for children. Honestly, Zoe, I could go on and on and on, but what I'm, I think the three big things that I'm seeing in children who and teenagers who already have smartphones is huge lack of self-esteem because yeah. of endless comparisons to other people, whether that be comparing their talent, comparing their bodies, comparing literally anything. Wow. They are endlessly on it. And also I would say that this, the second thing is addiction. I would say that we have a generation of children and it's their first addicted thing before drink, before drugs. We know kids try these things sort of mid-teen years. We're essentially providing them an addictive thing at 11 and thinking and hoping that they'll be okay with that. I think, yeah, but I think parents are also addicted to it um, because, yeah, I think just being mindful of like us as parents on it as well and the impact yeah. that it has on us. We can barely stop scrolling. So how are we expecting yeah. a 12-year-old to be able to cope? And the other thing I would say is on basic functions. So they, yesterday I was doing a lesson all about, um, like we were basically doing like a PSHE lesson. It was reflecting on the people that we are grateful for and who we love most. And one of the kids was like, miss, I don't have anyone, but I'm going to write the letter to my phone. I was like, oh my God, you're joking. I swear. And it was more than one child. And they, and, and let me give you an example of how bad that's got. I love my phone. I'm on my phone the most. I, I wake up to my phone. If in the middle of the night I stir, I'm on my phone. My phone is in my bed. It's often on silent or vibrate, but I, and it's always there for me. It's there for me as a tonic, as a, um, I'm feeling crap. So I go on it. Yeah. And also if you, we haven't even talked about like the impact of AI yet, because there are AI functions where essentially you can have a non-real friend. There's like a Snapchat AI function where the kids can just basically chat to a bot and that can be their best friend or their uh, lover or, you know. Well, it's like an imaginary friend. Exactly. But, but it's, it's so much a souped more dangerous up 2023 version yeah. of that. And yeah, there's exactly. something called character.ai. So their favorite character, like, I don't know, Harry Potter, and they can just essentially create and make him the, what they're looking for. And I think that's but my then third reality issue. reality will never match up to that's my third issue, what they're trying to is, make. Is the, is, the, is the huge lull that comes from the online world and the real world. Because after they've taken, and the kids have told me like, 200 pictures at one point of themselves so that they find the singular one that they like and then filtered it and then put on like different whatever whatever they then um what is happening is their whole identity is based on their validation online. Yes. They're putting it somewhere and they're getting their self-esteem kick little dopamine kicks from the likes or the views they're also judging themselves based on other people like oh crap I only got like 140 and he got like 600 what's the difference and finally they then come off their phone for the 10 seconds that they do they look in the mirror brushing their teeth and they see the less than perfect self in their reflection whether that be in their talents whether that be in reality that they're never actually showing their faces whether it be 
who they truly are in real life versus online world. And how do you sit with that? Yeah, the two are never going to match up. Oh my God, it's a minefield. If anybody else is feeling really triggered by what the girls just said, I'm with you. I'm totally panicked about it. No, no, no. It's in, it's like we have to be able to understand it because let's be honest, we're all addicted to our phones, but we're grown ups. And when we were kids, you know, when we were teenagers, that just wasn't a thing. I mean, I think I got my first mobile phone when I was 16 and there was no, you know, it was a Nokia and you just text or you made a phone call on it. And half the time I didn't have any bloody um credit so you're just dealing with that small uh, you know that small factor now it's like what do we do you know do we just stop our children from from having phones are they not allowed to be on social media what like what 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 my daughter my 10 year old isla she's like when can i get a phone when can i get a phone i'm like not gonna happen come back to me in two years and then we'll have a conversation (laughs) This is something Fee and I are like so passionate about with toddlers, teens in between and just kind of raising the awareness that it's not just an issue that occurs when you hit secondary school because year fives, year sixes are asking for these phones and yes, they get taken away during the day, but they, um, they're given as soon as they finish school. And obviously you've got the issue of like walking home and the safety element of it. So it is a case of what do we do? How do we balance this with, being able to be in touch with my child yeah not giving them everything yeah the reality that we need constant communication with our kids and Mm. versus this negative side so I think it is important to have those conversations I think it's important to set boundaries so if you are somebody who has already given their young child a phone you can put boundaries in place as to what they can do talk about the different things that are on there but also talk about how is this phone making you feel because sometimes we feel great from our phones sometimes you're like great I've just googled that information I feel satisfied and that's an important feeling to recognize but then also to recognize the feeling of when you go into these pitfalls and when you go into this feeling of like um comparison and not good enough yeah how do you feel and opening those communications within your home almost anticipating how one might feel and then saying well actually this is a real feeling when you step away from your phone um and giving it like a legitimacy around it allows for that communication to be open these like eight-year-olds are on group chats they're on tiktok they're on tiktok and they and let me tell you those group chats go from they call it the gc just so you know got the in word anyway um it goes from it goes from zero to 100 like they will be like oh like pick an age which is basically like send me a picture and send me your age and bear in mind they're like just adding new people to these whatsapp groups and then it will go all the way to threats yeah, I've seen, bullying. I've seen someone came in and did a talk at the school and they were talking about how an innocent conversation about homework, what was the homework, went in less than 30 seconds from right. that to this person then having to send a nude of themselves to wow. almost prove themselves as not a goody-goody. And that oh my line God, chat, how old were those kids? Uh, year five, so nine, ten. Wow, that's terrifying. Oh, um, so, Do you know what? So, the, so I feel like we've sufficiently scared people enough. What we don't want to do is just be like, okay, well, this is terrifying. Bye. What we yeah. want to suggest is a few things. The f- I mean, if we have the time. First yeah. thing is there is a generation of parents who are listening right now, and they are one of two things. They are, they are either parents who have given a smartphone, or they are parents who have kids who have not yet given some sort of device. And it could be that we are talking about parents that between the ages of six and seven, that could be like where we're at. So basically what we're suggesting 
is this. First, for those that have not yet given a smartphone and you are young, like you have pet kids that are young enough, so maybe six. Yeah. Send them this, <laughs> send them the podcast. <laughs> no, but send them the podcast so they can listen and say, can we come together as a class WhatsApp group and all decide together what age we want to give some sort of phone device? Because once one kid has it, everybody wants it. And then and I bet you that Zoe, that's why she's constantly asking, like, when's mine? When's mine? Because somebody has given it early. Yes. I, we, we discussed this in our podcast, I think. Um, about kind of the impacts of social media and what age to give a phone and those kind of things and I think yeah like it just depends on the makeup and the DNA of the class because if you're a class with lots of older siblings you know you know about the stuff way before we'll be right back after this short break many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Now, this sort of moves on slightly off topic, but but kind of on a similar vein because social media and then I'm coming on to get moving on to gaming, mm. which also terrifies me because I have yeah. a son who is, we don't have any game consoles in the house. You know, he has an iPad, but he, he only has it for an hour on Sunday afternoon so he can play his car game. He's five. <laughs> but what, wow. I know he gets so excited. I mean, that is that we just hide <laughs> the iPads. They're just not around. What he's done and he did it without me knowing is we... we could, because the kitchen is separate to where the, the living room space is. He was like, I'm yeah. just going to go and watch telly. And he was going in there and watching game, watching gaming on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole thing called Twitch where they just watch people so play So I've got a game. Twitcher. Is that what you say? Or is that yeah. a bird, <laughs> bird watcher? I've got a Twitcher. Twitcher. Twitching. They're twitching. So um, I spoke to my producer at heart because he's a, like a, a beautiful, lovely geek. And he was like, let <laughs> me tell you, he, I'm 35. And he said, that's the thing that I watch the most yeah. out of anything else I watch. And he was like, really? just see it as a form of entertainment. 100%. So, so when, I said, when is it we as might bad? watch Kardashians, right. they will watch people playing the game. Well, like it does, does it impact them in the same way that gaming does? Because I see the difference between kit pre and post gaming, if he has that Mm. hour on his iPad and I don't know whether it's the blue light or whether it's, you know, the fact that I've had to take it off him, but we call it the scary Sonic face. And he goes like, (laughs) and eyes go into like a weird cross eye position and he gets really grumpy and rude. And I'm like, is he, is that the same as watching gaming? I don't know. I don't know. I think there has to be, um, I don't know scientifically, but what I will say is that each child does respond to certain stimuli differently and if you're noticing an impact then 
act on that impact and yeah. there's nothing wrong with saying actually yeah that he is before before and after there is a difference well doing it with him because what is important is to know like there are there are games and then there are games and it could be that they they're watching people be violent and like shooting all the aliens down mm. or it could be that they're doing mario kart and they're like watching the car go around so actually be like do you know what we're going to do it together let's watch so show your interest show your joy that this is going to be a shared activity and you know is that okay with you so that he feels like he's bought into that decision and just notice what you see what he comments on what he laughs at what he thinks is interesting in that period of time because it will indicate uh something and you can then respond to that like oh why why was that funny for you or like oh did you think that uh you know he did that that was the best decision in that moment I also, also just around the, like, let's communicate with mummy when you want to watch the gaming. So he's yes. not kind of sneaking off to yes. do it. Yeah. Um, and then you being open to, okay, well, let's discuss maybe <clears throat> it can go from that one hour to maybe an hour and a half because he's communicated with you. Yeah. So there's nothing to say, like, the more they watch it, the worse it is, or the less they watch it, you've kind of swerved the pitfalls of it I think it's about communication on if it brings them joy and they can explain to you like Fia just said in terms of you sat down together and you can see the joy that it brings and there aren't negative consequences after like he can come back into the room he can play with his toys naturally he can hold a conversation as much as a five-year-old can Um, (laughs) things like that snack (laughs) no snack no Um, Um, okay that's interesting yeah the conversation around it of like okay well you felt the need to go and sneak this from mummy I don't want you to do that let's kind of have a chat of how we can make it better for both of you so then for your kind of praising the honest communication around it rather than the secrecy behind it and also I think it's about location so if he what put a boundary in if he wants to watch it it has to be where you are in that room perhaps yes yeah Oh God, that means I've got to sit and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Oh, balls. <laughs> oh, you just say to him, let me know when it's on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, this is interesting. Uh, little sister is fire and takes all the attention from the big sis. Will this scar the older one? I wonder what that means. Um, I can tell you what that means because I was a little sister that was a complete attention-seeking brat who was oh. all like, look at me, I can spin, I'm so sporty, I'm really <laughs> great. Watch, watch me, me. Watch, watch me, watch me. Yeah. Exactly that. And my big sister was like, "I get me the fuck out of here. At mm. various points, she would pack up her rucksack and go and stand in the garden going, I'm moving out because oh. I was all about, I, was, I mean, I was not a bad kid, but just like attention-seeking. So I do understand. And it definitely did impact her because she was a bit like, oh God, well, when will everyone, anyone, and put her back in a box yeah and they didn't. I think look I think the makeup of a family each character has got its own like needs and um wants, wants that's going to probably come out in therapy when they're older <laughs> but I think yeah. um we it, it's a tricky one to kind of answer because it's not going to scar the older one I think as long as you can Again, that communication around how much time is going. Is there something that maybe you can have quality time with the older one at a designated point, maybe after or have a set day? Um, so you can kind of boundary that special time with the older one. Um, I think it's important that um, children grow up learning to be tolerable of each other and understand that each 
each other have got different emotions and kind of different personalities. But that also communicate needs in that moment. So for example, if endlessly your the older sister or brother is listening to that younger one seeking the attention of the parent, being able as a parent to accommodate a conversation that says, you know, let's discuss. I've noticed your frustration. I see it in your jaw. I see how clenched you get. I see that you walk out the room when little one is behaving X, Y, Z. Do you want to talk to me about how that makes you feel? And I'm going to give you two options. What would you think would be helpful in those moments? So, so there's like a nice choice that they can make. So it feels in control and you are basically including them in, I notice this is upsetting you. I don't want that to be the case. And I want you and me to work compromise together to uh, communicate what you want in that moment when the little one is taking every bit of attention away. Mm, Great answer, ladies. Um, (laughs) How to deal with a three-year-old who is aggressive and has aggressive meltdowns. He starts hitting and kicking really hard. Um, yeah, really, that's hard. first of all, I just want to empathise with a parent because that is like we know kids like that. We have I have kids, kids like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and it's it's those. So we said it's three years old, right? Yes. So like a big, yeah. Okay. So my daughter is also she gets quite aggressive um, when she's angry and frustrated. Her kind of default is to punch and hit, and my eldest is completely not like that. I think it's. Uh, like lose the shame there is no shame like we cannot produce robots they are pre kind of understanding at this age I mean they are understanding and there is definitely a lot of teaching about how to do it correctly but I think they're still so they're still yeah they still got that kind of primitive urge to just lash out um at this age and I think it's really important to kind of label what's triggered them and what's come up for them so you're feeling it's normally frustration that is normally the main kind of emotion that would drive this behavior um I think when when they're in a meltdown we kind of describe that as being at the top of the mountain and they can't hear or see you want to look out for the clues before they get to the top so um they might not be able to do something and you know that they're going to lash out and hit something so you say okay I can see you're getting frustrated about this let's take a deep breath, let's take a step back, let's, can I try and help you? And then the encouragement of, can you use your words? Um, Can you stomp it out? And I think it's just being mindful not to say, just don't do that, because they've got this urge coming through them that is greater than they are. And to just stop isn't something that they can do. They need to kind of release it. And actually a healthy release uh, could be that you teach them uh, in that moment, you could say, you know what, when I get angry, I go like this, and I just use my noises to release, or I stomp my feet up and down three times, and it gets that anger out of me, and then I can think straight, I'm going to take my deep breaths. <sighs> okay, what's next? Also, moving away to like a safe space is definitely okay, being like, I'm going to take a step back because I don't want to get hurt. Um, I will be here for you when you're ready. And then as you can see at certain points and every child will be different in this, but you can offer a a cuddle, like coming in for that emotional comfort at that point is more important than coming down with any form of consequence of why did you hit or anything like that? Just being like, do you need a cuddle? Because they need that co-regulation to bring them back down and they'll get that from you. Brilliant. Okay. Um, This one, I really wanted to comment on this one as well, actually. Um, At what age should you stop taking baths with toddler and Mm -hmm. getting undressed in front of them? 
This is so interesting. So we run, I'm desperate to hear it, but we run a, a completely naked house. So yeah. I, I am getting, I mean, I'm constantly walking around naked in front of my kids and we still yeah. have showers together and I quite regularly jump in the bath with the, with the girls or like, yeah. with, you know, like it's, I don't, I don't know. It's funny. Is that more about bodies and I not think, wanting, I think, so yeah. what, what do you think that is about? I think I have to tell you a funny story after, but I think um, I think each household is really different. Like my household was also quite a naked household, <laughs> and my husband's like he just is like what what like no, let's not do this kind of thing. Mm. So I'm imagining it might have been a different growing up, but um, it's I think it is personal. I think it depends. I think as long as you respect the boundary of touching, so you kind of always say we respect each other's privacy you ask is it okay to look you don't just touch those boundaries in place um I think there's a lot of science that can be learned through exposure to a naked body you can 100%. learn about what it's called yeah. how it moves you what can it does, use, yeah, how each can, person looks different yeah you it's such a great learning tool noticing differences being able to talk about that being able to label body parts it I actually think it's like a little mini science lesson in your home yeah and also what we're doing is we're removing shame if you're just walking around your bathroom relaxed what you're teaching your kid is oh it's cool yeah. to be relaxed in my naked body yeah. rather than hide away and be like, oh, I don't want anyone to see me, that kind of thing. I think yeah. if, you no- if you notice their discomfort with it, mm. like they no longer want to see it or they no longer want to be a part of it, then respect that boundary. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there should be any shame in it. And like, for example, yeah. if they're like going for a swimming lesson and they don't want to get changed anymore in the in the group changing room, yes. you can say, that's totally fine. No problem. Let's move over to the private area. Is it okay if I help you take your knickers down and we let's put our swimming costume back up, whatever it might be. But it's really about respecting what feels okay for them rather than imposing that. Yeah, it's so true, actually. And, um, you know, my 10 year old's got to a, a place now where she's like, you know, Dozza will always sort of because he's he runs a naked house too so but he'll always sort of cover himself up and I think that's because she you know you can she can be like oh dad like and he's like oh he's yeah. suddenly started to sort of <laughs> yeah. get his head around that now but Kit, as soon how, as like, that I, tone yeah they're like oh yeah, uh, you and you're like oh god okay yeah fine whereas Kit like <laughs> I sleep naked Kit comes in and one of like my most lovely moments are when we still do skin on skin now and he's five yeah. he just crawls straight in yeah. and then lies on top of me which is really lovely and also I'm like <laughs> he's not gonna do that for very much yeah. longer yeah, he's gonna actually, be like it's really special I got up the other day out of bed and he went mummy why is your banny hanging out and I was like oh my fucking god do you mean it's literally do you mean literally my vagina's hanging down or do you just is that you're just saying oh what you god. see I was like Brilliant. mortified I was like I'm not sleeping fucking naked any longer oh, <laughs> you know, my brother my sister was telling me last night that um my brother-in-law went to the toilet and her, my nephew came up and said daddy can I help you and he was like no 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 and I tried to oh. like touch it to help he was like no no <laughs> What I love also is that there's like opportunities for learning in different ways that I never thought. Yeah. For example, like my daughter, Luna, great name, also great uh, name. like will come over to the cupboard if I'm on the loo and she just pulls out like a tampon or a pad or whatever. And she's like, mummy, is it period time now? And I'm like, oh my God, you're actually four. That's like, amazing. Yeah. yeah and that's I'm like, amazing. no, no. And like, I don't go into the full details, but I'm like, no, no, it's not period time at the minute in this part of the month. I'll let you know and you can help. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. you'll find out when it's period time in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's really interesting and, and, and like going back to your original comment which is it's going to be different in every household but I think yeah. not carrying any shame you know we don't want them to feel shame 
around their bodies. We want them to be super confident, but know the boundaries and, you know, all, all of that sort of right stuff. But it's completely up to you if you don't want to get naked in front of your kids. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what works for individual people here. Exactly. And bear in mind, like, take into consideration how your child will be feeling in it yeah. as well. So they might get to a stage where they're, like, becoming a bit more self-conscious that so they'll want to step back from it. And to allow that to happen as well is important. Yeah. Uh, ladies, that feels like a really lovely uh, point. Plus, we've been chatting and chatting and chatting, as we always do, uh, to, to round things up today. Thank you so, so much for coming Pleasure. on the podcast. What a treat. Thank um, you for having us back. What's coming up next for you? If anyone wants to get in touch with you, if they need any help with anything, where can they find you? Um, so we are on social media and um, we're actually not present currently, but we're about to make a big comeback. Um, on we to- Instagram, especially at toddlers, teens and between. And we also have our website where you can inquire about our services. We have bespoke one-to-one calls with our toddler and between expert Gemma and our teen expert me. Um, you can even book in teen mentoring sessions. I do those as well. We have a younger years course for parents of zero to six year olds. You can find that there. We shove all our podcast episodes episodes there so you can listen to or um and we have a star uh, articles chart. and we have a star chart that you can that we you can buy amazing ladies thank you so much thank you for having us it have is a, a joy day. chat bye. to you soon bye bye, bye. bye. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, code MOM. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit DiscoverSouthCarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.